Good morning, ladies. Um, we are delighted to have Sarah Deaton this morning sharing with us, so I'm going to invite her to come up. She is a participant in um, Gail Rice's core group, and she has a heart to um, minister to ladies and um, was very willing and enthusiastic to share with us today, which I appreciate. And um, so we're glad to hear from her, and I'm going to pray for her. Okay. Father, thank you so much for Sarah and that um, that she has a heart for you and for ministry, Lord. And um, I can already tell how much she loves you, Lord, in the brief time that I've um, had exchanges with her and um, just that her your light shines through her. And so thank you for this opportunity to get to hear what you've given her to share today and just be with her as she speaks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you for the honor. I'm, I love getting to share Jesus anytime I'm asked to. Um, y'all, forgive me if I'm out of breath. This baby girl is taking up all my lungs. And the stairs don't help, right? So um, I grew up in an incredible Christian home. I would almost say the word vibrant would explain my home. Um, from the color, the way my mom decorated it, to just even our conversations about Jesus. It was so far from religious, from very young age, I remember knowing that Jesus was real, that he was a person, and that he was alive, though he was invisible. He was at our dinner table the way we were. And so my childhood was beautiful and uh, full and rich, and I had a flight attendant for a mom, which just made everything fun, because we got to travel the world. Uh, when you dressed up in first class, you used to do that and wear stockings and travel the world with her, and then we had a kind of a an open house policy with half my childhood being under a daddy who was a pastor who actually church planted as well. So we had people coming in and out of our home. And then my dad went on to be an entrepreneur in ministry to really bless businessmen. And so we just had a, a very rich home full of truth and memory and Jesus. It just kind of characterizes my childhood. The other thing that kind of funny, my mom is in the front row only time you're in the front row, I'm sure. Um, she can attest to this that was full in my childhood was a love for dogs. We had dogs all the way through. In fact, they were my parents' first children before we were. And we ended up breeding, these are our two right now, we ended up breeding Australian Shepherds somewhat uh, accidentally uh, twice, which was even more crazy. So at one point, we had 10 dogs in my parents' house in her dining room, actually burned a hole through the floor with the heating pad trying to keep eight puppies warm. Um, but I have this passion for animals and love for dogs. And as I was praying about today, I felt like the Lord wanted me to kind of take y'all back to a moment. Because when I think about dogs, I think about loyalty. I think about just absolute undying companionship. Ours are herding breed. So wherever I go in the house... Now I have a two-and-a-half-year-old who also follows me, but they are constantly at my feet, just hurting me. I'm tripping over them all the time. Very breed-specific, but I love it about them. I love their neuroticness. If we have any dog owners, at some point your dog will have a neurotic behavior. And mine are obsessed with Frisbee. I can't even say the word. We have to call it the F word in our house. <laughs> Because the dogs will go berserk. And as soon as I say frisbee, they, that's the one track mind. 
then Sarah, you are taking me out in the stinking 23-degree weather, and we're playing Frisbee. They are obsessed. They, get, they just get so wrapped up and passionate about things. Well, what's interesting to me is not only does God speak to us through his word, but to me, I'm always listening to him, and he speaks to us through a lot of different things. And grew up loving dogs, but he kind of began to speak to me through my dogs at a young age. And thanks to my childhood, I also loved the scripture from a very young age. And my mom would probably even attest to it was a bit odd. From the age of 8, 9, 10, it was as if the word of God became an obsession to me. I loved it. I needed it. I wanted it. I was curious about it. And there were times where I felt like he's written his word on my heart, and I don't even know where they're coming from, but these verses and these truths will just bubble up over me. Like, I rejoice at your word as someone who's found great treasure. That just was written on me early on. Another one that said, how sweet is your word to my taste? It's sweeter than honey. You know, and then going further on in the Psalms, it says, oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation day and night. And these were verses that I can distinctly remember as a young girl, playing with dogs, you know, reading my Bible. And one day, a few years ago, I had the privilege of teaching through the book of Psalms, and God combined these two loves of mine in a way I never forgot. And I believe that's what he wanted me to share with y'all this morning, because he gave me a revelation over the word meditation that I had never realized before that had to do with dogs. I couldn't believe it. Bible's amazing enough, but then you bring dogs into it, and I'm, I'm just all, all excited. So um, I want to read to you just three verses. It's Psalm chapter 1, 1 through 3, that's been somewhat of a banner over my life since I was young. And I'm going to read out of the NAS. I know CBS uses ESV, but how blessed is the man who does, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates. And that's the word that struck me that day, day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. And I just felt the Holy Spirit these years ago just kind of drawing me to to land on the word meditate. And what does it mean, Lord, to meditate on your word day and night? How do I do that and yet practically live and do everything else that's in front of me to do? And what's interesting is when you look into concordances or Bible dictionaries, they, they kind of exhaust for you a word. And I have never forgotten this definition, but the literal definition to the word meditate first used here in Psalms, that's used throughout the book, literally means this, to growl about, to mutter over, to sigh in want like salivating, to ponder consistently. And I thought, wow, Lord, my first thought was that's what exactly my dogs do over the occasional bone every now and then, or in our case, the frisbee, um, to sigh and want, to salivate over it. That's the picture that David is painting over us in the Word of God. And so I found this picture. This is the closest one I could of the connotation 
of meditation. I mean, truly, the idea of meditation, and another commentator put it this way, is consumption. And in this picture, what's happening? The thought of the bone is consuming that dog. That is all it can think about. Y'all, what's eventually going to happen? That dog is going to consume that bone. The more we think on what we think about, the more it consumes us. And so it is with us in Scripture, at least I hope it is, that the more we meditate, the more we are consumed with the thought of the Word of God, you know what's going to happen? The more you're going to consume it. It's going to take up residence in you in a way that you might even be shocked and surprised, as I have been, to go, Lord, wow, the more I think on you, the more you take up space in me, making me less and you more. And so then, not only is that a reward enough to have the word of God, the living word in the written word, fill you up, the verse 3 also struck me that day in my study, which was the result of meditating on his word, of being obsessed with it. Three things, really quickly, very basic, but so powerful. And I always like to do pronouns. It says he here, it's interchangeable with she. She will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. Ladies, if we meditate on the scripture, if he becomes our life and we eat his words the way a dog does a bone, your life will be planted and fruitful and stable constantly provided for by this stream of living water that never runs dry. You'll have all you need for everything you have. Who doesn't want that? Well, it starts with delighting in and meditating on the Word of God, not trying to figure out life. Number two, you're going to yield fruit in your season, and you're not going to wither in the winter. Apparently, it's winter in Atlanta. Fall is over. We had our two days. That was all we got. And It's the truth in in spiritual seasons, too. Winter comes. And when it does, those of us who are rooted and meditating on the Word of God, consumed by it, we won't buckle under the weight of winter. And our leaves will blossom, even despite maybe what's around us, because this is where our satisfaction is, not the external. And then lastly, who doesn't want... And in whatever she does, she's going to prosper. Well, I see a lot of people seeking that part without seeking the how. And the how is to meditate, to be consumed with, to need and to crave above all else, like a dog and a bone, the word of God. Because it's alive, right? Hebrews says it's living and active. And it'll pierce you and encourage you and convict you and change you in a way that nothing else can. And just like a dog in a bone, it will satisfy you. It will fill you up and then leave you prosperous in all that you are and all that you do. And God constantly reminds me of this as I forever be and will always be a dog owner. That I look at them and he goes, Sarah, be obsessed with me like that. Have a one-track mind about my word. Let me write it on you. Let me fill you and have it come out of you. For in it, it holds life. And Jesus said, I'm the living word. I'm the breath of life. It's not just words on a page. And what a privilege we have at CBS to dive in and consume the word of God. 
And I pray that we do that like a dog in a bone. And that those of you that are dog owners, never forget that. Meditate on his word like that. D.L. Moody said this. He said, God gave us the scripture not to increase our knowledge, but to satisfy our soul and to transform our lives. And that's the truth. When we meditate on it day and night, that will happen. Heavenly Father, would you cause in us a craving for your word that nothing else can equal. Oh God, would you raise up a group of women, a generation of women, young and old, that can't get anything off their mind but your word, to focus on it and to cherish it and delight in it above all other pleasures, Lord. God, your word is full of life and truth and promises, and that's where we want to find our identity and watch you plant us, provide for us, and fruit us in every season. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege and the freedom to be in a place and in a country and in a community where we can consume your word. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Amen. Y'all are dismissed to go meditate.